Right. This is the question. Is Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares the best reality TV show of all time? I would say aye. I think it's... God, no, the UK one is. Have you ever seen that? Aye, the original... I, I the UK one's so much different. It goes and there's actual issues. Like, it goes to a Michelin star place at one point. Really? Man, I like they aren't terrible places. Like it's good places, but there's like actual problems. Like, but there's actual problems in the kitchens where there's pigeons flying a fucking bit. Yeah, but in the US, yeah, but one. anyone could go in and be like, right, the place is really dirty and your menu's massive. <laughs> in the area, in the UK, you should watch the UK one. And there's no, there's no like music in it. And I'll tell you what, Mash is with the American one. Right. right? <laughs> now you've started me. See when it's like. It's it'll be the first service, and then he's like, word spread that I'm in town, so the place is packed. Mm. Why? He's obviously there because it's terrible. Mm. I mean, like, have they not watched it? It's, all, it's going to be manky. They're going to get sick. Aye. Avoid the place if he's in town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you always see, see Ramsey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but then they'll moan about the food and you're like, oh, what were you expecting? Well, they're probably hired to be there, like, let's be honest. Probably hired. My biggest issue with the American one is it just seems so... Like, everything seems like a big act. Even the people that are... Like they seem, they seem to have like problems with the restaurant and that, but then it ends up being a deeper rooted pro, like deeper rooted problem with family, family and that. Like the son, like the dad doesn't accept the son, but the son wants to take the culinary business to its highest. And... See now we're getting into it. There's one I watched where the guy was like, I don't know why my son resents me, and then it turned out he stole like two hundred grand. I was watching that. <laughs> Do you know I got so captivated? And he was still like, no, I don't get it. He was like, it's, we've put it into a business. <laughs> and the boys, like, I didn't want the craziest thing. part of that episode was he'd written a book. About his own dad, like being a fucking monster, and Ramsey read read the book and was pure pulling extracts from it, and it was like, "This is you." And the guy's nearly greeting. He's like, "It is like it's history repeating itself." <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> My favorite one today to wrap up this just like it was an Italian family restaurant, and it was like three siblings that owned it, and one of the brothers was taking the first. Other brother was like, "He doesn't do crap. All he did was come in, come in last night, say hi to every table, and was like, hello, I'm Mino. Look at he said." <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jesus, man. Exactly like that. And Ramsey does that thing, you know, where he's like rubbing his head, like as if he's stressed or something like that. But you can tell. Oh, I hate that. his reactions. He's always like, no. Damn. But you can That's tell. His favorite thing to go. Damn. You can tell he's like so fucking gutting himself, like underneath it, like covering his face. <laughs> it's so funny. Like Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares. If you've not heard of it, go watch it. It's, uh... Who's not heard of it? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, our episode today was picked by Jack Higgins. Jack, do you want to introduce the film? That you picked for us to watch. Ah, it was uh, Groundhog Day, starring Bill Murray. I had no idea what year it came out or anything. 1993. Also, 1993. It's also, Aye, after Ghostbusters, no. Also uh, starring Andy McDowell. Mm-hmm. And she was delightful in it, and I loved her. Yeah. She was she? in Four Weddings and a Funeral, I think. Uh, I can't actually think of many things she's been in. I just know she was just a big thing in the 90s that's uh... I, I only know her from Friends really <laughs> when was she Friends? when was she Friends aye? she was a date she was someone's date at a restaurant aye uh, usual yeah uh, so aye it was made budget of 14.6 million made 70.9 million in North America we don't have the worldwide figures for some reason here uh, which is a bit of a shame uh, the first question I'm going to ask you both Jack I'm going to come to you first because there's a sort of tale of two opinions going on in the panel today did you find Groundhog Day funny? Now, I ask you that because I always say that how I evaluate a horror is how scary is it? I think the same rule should apply to a comedy. Was it no funny? Way, really? Yeah, exactly. But that that's like the bread and butter of it, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, Jack, what did you think? Is it uh, funny, no, I, thought, really? I thought it was funny. And, and do you know what, right? So I was very sceptical. I, I figured, obviously, it's, it's obviously called Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day itself is a a really American thing so I was just fully expecting it to be like really Americanised comedy and that even even more so because it was the 90s as well I was just like oh fuck I know I'm actually going to hate this so I don't know why I picked it really it was only because there's a hype surrounding I was it. When you it, was, it it was actually what, rated four and a half stars on, on Now TV and that I don't know what, what other ratings it's got mm. but for me it, I've never heard anyone say a bad word about it and, and it's one of those movies that when you say oh I've not seen Groundhog Day everyone's like what how have you not seen that what but funnily enough, neither of us, uh, sorry, all three of us hadn't seen it. Yeah. But uh, for me, no, yeah, conclusively, it's it's funny. It was funny for me, I thought. Um, the Bill Murray's character, like, because he's so cynical in a daily life, I, I liked, obviously, his character arch, but I liked 
um, just his react like I don't know he had a, a series of different reactions throughout yeah. the movie do you know what I mean it, it went up and down up and down when he was obviously enjoying himself at times but then you know he was getting bogged down with it mm. um, but I thought it, it remained pretty funny throughout it Um well, the general consensus would agree with you. Obviously, it won the BAFTA for the best original screenplay when it came out. Um, won the British Comedy Awards, uh, Comedy Film of the Year. Uh, the American Film Institute is ranked at number thirty-four uh, in the funniest films of all time, as well. Yeah. Um, Nikki, are you going to disagree with all of these uh, institutions? Uh, did you find it funny in the slightest? It's, nah, it was, it was kind of funny at parts. It was a wee bit funny, like Bill Murray's obviously quite good and stuff, but I just did not care. <clears throat> like there's just like I've never had a, like, an inkling to watch it. I'm kind of the opposite with Jack. Well, most people I've spoke to about it are like, "Sorry, right. like my mum doesn't like it and stuff like that." And I was like, "I'm just not going to like this." And I just didn't. You didn't it like it. Three three attempts to watch it. Wow. Like I started this morning, watched a wee bit in the afternoon, and I bet I'll believe it later on. I know Jack. I was just that method of watching films. I, I physically couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Like I needed to stop myself. So it was just annoying me. Yeah. I get that. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, see, the first 20 minutes, I was like ready to pull a nicky and pretend I watched the movie uh, this week. Like, I was like, I was like, this is like just really boring me to tears a wee bit. Do you know the first laugh the movie gave me? It was when he wakes up and it's the first morning it repeats itself and he goes down to the wee woman who owns the cafe. He's like, Do you ever get deja vu? And she says, No, but I'll check with the kitchen. <laughs> that had me absolutely buckled. Like, uh, I thought there was br- some brilliant wee, like, subtle lines like that. Subtle wee one-liners that uh, that popped up but for right. me like I, I did like the progression of, of the character Bill Murray's character like uh, what's his name again oh. Phil. Uh, Phil Phil something aye ah, he's got but, the same name as the um, the groundhog aye <laughs> for me it, it was uh, the progression of him was good and like I like the concept like, one of the biggest things for, for me was the concept mm-hmm. I like the idea of lucid dreaming in that so the fact that this was like he was living a lucid dream essentially mm. um, and although the idea of it can be scary and people can feel claustrophobic at the idea of it yeah. um, and not being able to get out but see if I was him I would use it to my, my advantage like you know when he starts to believe he's God and, or not believe he's God but like try to get people to believe he's God and that I'd be like right. yeah that's the way to do it like that is the way that you can seriously have fun with this idea right we're going to go on to that like because obviously the main sort of premise of it is that time loop like what what would you do in that situation? Because I've tried to, I've done some research on what they think the amount of time he was stuck in this time loop was, uh, and the consensus seems to be thirty four years. I watched that Walter video, and they did the like the math of it, broke it down, and that's what they came up with: thirty four years. Harold Ramis was the writer and director of it. He's been back and forth between ten years and ten thousand years, and anywhere in between. But they seem yeah. to think thirty four years. What what would you do? Like like I honestly, I I'd just honestly give up. Do... Mate. I would just sit. Probably well, the thing is, right? The, the actual what the worst part for me was that it stopped because he fell in love with her, and it was like that was what all it took to stop it. Aye. like it should have been. It should have been something like killing the groundhog or something because that would have made more sense. Like, I think it was meant to be like because he's so cynical and that. Like, yeah, it's meant no. to be like he's finally opened himself up. Yeah, no, I don't. I, do I don't really do it. Just yeah, that was the worst part for me. I just thought there was actually probably a better way of doing that. But apparently, it's because Harold Ramis was a Buddhist at the time, and it was meant to reflect like the Buddhist um, theory of sort of rebirth um, right. and self improvement. So right. that that's what Ramis has said. You know? right. uh, no, what I think uh, I would personally do something similar to that. I would like just learn as much as I can in this world on this day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and find out as much as I can so that it can be really impressive like the fact that he becomes a master pianist by the end of it and he wakes <laughs> up the next day and he's like he's saved eight people last night learned to become a master pianist fell in love with the woman of his dreams became a much better person and all these other things like obviously over the space of a real like one real day but obviously yeah. however many years it is I don't really get how that works because I think surely if you go back to the time at the start then the knowledge you had should be from the time of the start rather than continually going and learning stuff but his consciousness um, still exists like yeah. in the 34 years you know what I mean so he yeah. to him time is um, a different relativity to everyone else you know what I mean so I get that like obviously it's a fucking movie so like it's like, like it's hard to make it down yeah, I'd probably yeah. just sit and play my Xbox 
I would just need, <laughs> I, I think Jelly Jackson is right. Like, you would actually just make yourself the smartest man alive. Like, this is the opportunity to do that. Yeah. The reason, and you would but be... what benefit fu- are you going to get from it? When you come out of this day at last, because you always assume that the time loop isn't going to last forever, then you're going to use that knowledge to be, like just progress, like completely become Imagine, I know I'm being dead cynical, and I know it's a movie, right? Imagine when he then goes back to all the people that he's actually friends with, and they're all like, you can't play the piano. Like, no, when did that happen? <laughs> I'm not being fun. I'm not being funny though, right? Like you don't tell your pals every little hobby you have unless you're me. I'm pretty you're just, sure like, you would share everything play the piano. Right, I'm gonna like see if um, I'm trying to think of it exactly. See if AJ turned around to me tomorrow and he's like, "Do I hear what I whipped up in the piano yesterday?" Like, yeah, but be, you're not that I'd close, be, AJ. I'm I'd be saying... surprised. Like, but, <laughs> but like, I'm saying the people have be... known him for ages, so I've known AJ like ten years. So you're saying if he told I would be you surprised. tomorrow. That he played the piano, you would be like, "No, this is unbelievable." Yes. He, like, must, he must have been stuck in a time loop. <laughs> he's not got a be. piano. I'd be like, "Why have you not told me this?" He's then there would start to be other things, but that he would know, and I'd be like, "Right, something's happened." Yeah, I'm not saying I'd instantly go time loop. I would just be like, <laughs> "What are you up to?" <laughs> call, call in the asylum. Go and get this guy logged up. <laughs> something's went wrong. I get what you, I do get what you mean, but I would do I'd do that. I'd make myself like oh, tell the thing is the gym wouldn't would be pointless. You know what I mean? Because his body's reset. Like yeah. you know, even uh, though he retains his that's mind. That's the first like, bit I thought oh, that looks good. See when he can just eat everything. I was like, aye. <laughs> yeah. magic. That sounds class. I'm kinda like that though now. <laughs> <laughs> so how does he I'd eat loads and stay skinny. No, do you know what that bit I liked when he was telling the two guys at the bar about it? Like, and he was like, "Imagine like you just woke up every day in the same place and nothing you did mattered." And he was like, "Yeah, that sounds about right." That's really funny. I was like, "That's entirely relatable." Uh, there was some really funny bits in it that, that as I said, because it was Americanized and that, I, I was kind of skeptical about it. Um, but it ended up like at times really, really fucking making me lose my shit. I can't. Um, I'm trying to remember a bit. It was like later on in it. When uh, was it the groundhog getting stolen? Because that that made me hell. No, it was when he was like people making noises and that. I couldn't. He? Oh no, I can't. Fuck, remember. I can't even remember. Now. Yeah, but Do you yeah. know what? I like it was like when he started to steal the groundhog, and it's like the pure weird groundhog keeper people. Like I don't know what it is. See, like small town America, yeah, and like know. even small town England, because you don't really get it up here where like there's towns that have their wee local traditions and stuff like that uh, I just look at it and I'm like that's really sad like I know I shouldn't like I know to these people it's probably a really nice like important thing that their families have done for years and stuff but I just find it really funny like <laughs> shit like that goes wrong I know, mean, guys dressed in suits and that they sound like munchkins did you know think they just sound like munchkins and... <laughs> <laughs> it just looked really funny like I don't know what it is like I just hate like small town American small town people you know I, mean, I just hate just, them all I just seems really funny to me like all those weird traditions and shit i don't know i wanted to ask the, the next question i wanted to move on to is like we discussed the movie is funny but there's also like drama there obviously as the self-improvement and stuff like where what category would you put this movie in is it a comedy or is that a drama rom-com rom-com yep uh yep, yeah i would yeah. say comedy Aye. virgin on rom-com like yeah yeah i don't well the whole thing is about his relationship yeah that's something that i would say is romantic about it though because i it's... I'd say it's quite similar, uh, not in like story or anything, obviously, but like tone kind of thing to Annie Hall, like a guy that's yeah. quite not neurotic really, but like a wee bit of an arsehole and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and then opening himself up. Ah, to you're someone. totally right. It is like I'm all, always on. <laughs> always showed them wrong. It is a bit like Annie Hall. The only <laughs> reason I say that is you don't usually get like a rom com nowadays where like there's a five minute suicide sequence. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just a bit. Aye, rom coms used to be quite like that. Like men, men, have you ever seen as good as it gets? No. Mark, mate, brilliant. It's a rom com and Jack Nicholson plays like this old horrible racist, <laughs> and he's like brutal. It won an Oscar, I'm sure. Fantastic, sounds great. It's brilliant, but Be- it's great. best rom com. Like, I'm sorry to go on about this then because we're talking about Groundhog Day, but it's like his neighbour's a gay guy, and he pure hates him, and the guy gets jumped for being gay and stuff, and then Jack Nicholson has to look after his dog, and that kind of. Opens them up and he obviously learns not to hate. Good. Gosh, That's a nice Watch it. I've got his He's still homophobic. He was both, mate. Both, mate. It's horrible. Andy's got like crippling OCD. Crippling OCD. Wow. Is that a... <laughs> he's, 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 
Aye, mate, like, die. just watch it. <laughs> Never watched any OCD documentaries, mate. It's, it's hilarious. Funny, but horrible. <laughs> yeah. I've only seen the wee guy in Corey that used to do it. Like, the, the plug sockets and all that. Oh, Aye, the the best rom com all time was when Harry met Sally. Like, there's nothing better than that in my opinion. Ah, it's Annie Hall. That's a close nah, well, well, we'll see. Can't really say Annie Hall now, but yeah. because because of had to retire that due to Woody of, Allen yeah, because of Woody Allen being a horror. Do you know he's got a new? We're going really off topic. We'll take us back in a wee bit. He's making a new film, and uh, what's his name signed up for it? Christoph Waltz. Really. Yeah, he's a pure creep. I remember seeing a thing on YouTube where Kathy was it Kathy Griffin or whatever yeah. her name was, said that she was talking to him on an award show and basically the only thing he watched on TV was Hannah Montana. Jesus, and I was like, well, that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is strange. Said she was asking about loads of movies, not and he hadn't seen any, but he'd seen Hannah. I suppose Montana. that's like Tommy from Love Island, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, oh. well, this movie. The other thing I wanted to say, like we've talked touched on it before at the start of this film, Bill Murray's character Phil. Is terribly unlikable. Like, I hated him. And I'm not going to lie to you, it turned me off the movie I a wee bit. I didn't agree with him. No, I don't agree with you. I didn't think he was that bad. See, when you put that in like, the big like, is he, is he too unlikable? I was like, no, he's, he's I meant to be unlikable. I, I, but I thought, like, he's just such an arsehole, I don't want to keep watching. No, like, I feel like there's been there's, that's been done far better, like, making someone unlikable. I don't mm. think they made me un- like him. Uh, Made me not like him enough, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah, because uh, I was quite on board with him all the way through it. Even when he was at his most arsehole, I was like, ah, he's still a quite funny guy, to be honest." I kind of get annoyed at how quickly he was nice to people. I was ah, I see. I think horrible. Uh, everyone. I feel like the progression. Why does this not surprise was, me for you to? Was like, a bit... <laughs> <laughs> he's too nice. So he was. I sat here like he's a horrible man. Like, okay. It really, it really only took like a couple of days before he was already starting to kind of change his ways and that, but. As I said, what I liked about it was the the inconsistency in the progression. Like he was going back and forward between mm-hmm. wanting wanting to just waste away this day, or to actually use it to his, yeah. uh, to its full potential, um, for good or for worse kind of thing. I see. See when he decides uh, it's for the worse. Like, what's your favourite thing he does? Like in that day where he's just like, fuck it. Uh, um, I like when he punches. Uh, uh, that was that was a good thing. I wanted I, when he punches Red Ned Ryerson. Ned Ned Ryerson. <laughs> Ned Ryerson. <laughs> I tell you what, that was make, that was making me hell for ages. See when he uh, when he eventually turns around and goes like, uh, "What are you doing later?" And like, "Can we go grab a, a drink in that?" Or something? <laughs> Ned's pure runs and away. Ned runs away, man. I was howling at that. There was wee moments like that that I don't normally find funny, but for some reason I was just if, ended at this movie. So. You're right. It was dry. It's it's a drier film than I think you would expect from an American comedy. I know that's what you've been hitting on uh, uh, quite a bit. You're like, it is, and I have to give it credit for that. It's not a Steve Martin film. It's that is different. Uh, for American ones, I remember seeing, I think it was Ricky Gervais talking about it, he was saying American, like main guys, you're always kind of rooting for mm-hmm. Where it, Especially in sitcoms, whereas in British ones, it's people like Alan Partridge and mm-hmm. like, um, David Mitchell and Peep Show and stuff uh, like Malcolm that. Malcolm Failures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly people that you're just kind of they're horrible, but you still kind of like them, but they're just never going to succeed. I like that. And I, when US comedies try and do that, sometimes it's a bit hit and miss. I'd say the US office is probably the best example of it done well, but I don't think... Well, Ricky Gervais said the reason that that was good is because he said the thing they'd done with Steve Carell's almost good looking. He said they never got like a good looking person in, which is what they would usually <laughs> that... in America. Mate, you've actually just hit on one of my <laughs> biggest problems with this movie right now. Bill Murray is completely Adam Sandler himself in this role here when it's like he gets a good looking bird everyone's like oh you're a good looking guy and shit like that and he's just no it happens in every Adam Sandler film and all I just don't get it's it it's a bit where they like auction him aye and it's like uh, and you're like the other guys <laughs> know that much on a par with him <laughs> make it better I just couldn't get by it like because it, it really it really irritates me every Adam Sandler film I watch yeah, I suppose the thing's meant to be that he's like funny and stuff like that yeah but when you're auctioning yourself off on stage, you can't, like, see funny. You know what I mean? So it doesn't work. Another thing that didn't work in that main thing, and this annoyed me as well, it's, like, the inconsistencies. That's why I don't like time travel movies so much, because there's always, like, a wee inconsistency that comes up that frustrates me. 
it's when the piano teacher's like he does the full performance and she's like, That's my student. Yeah. Now you think about that. Student for one day, exactly. <laughs> think about that. I meant to bring that up earlier. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna have he to said, go to her that yeah. morning. Can I get a piano lesson? Just play Pay a fucking How much money has he spent like paying her every day? <laughs> a grand every day just to fucking get that I... wee lassie at the house. She's never she's never got to spend it though. That's the beauty of it. And how good was she at piano? She could teach how to play like that. Don't know. Uh, like she must really? have been like, but you got why was she teaching like five year olds? Well, it's over the course of thirty four years though. Uh, you know I mean? uh, you'd hope you'd be a master by then. I see. But there's only so much she could teach. Well, that's the thing. Like on the last day, the day we're talking about, he must have went to her, played that once through, been like, "What do you think?" And she's been like, "You sure?" And then claimed, and she's like, "Yeah, I, told I you claim that. credit for it." <laughs> fucking... Do you know what else is great about that finale? See the guy who goes WrestleMania. Do you know who that is? Ah, uh, it's fucking, what's no. his chops? Uh, Michael uh, Shannon. Ah, uh, Michael Shannon. It's fucking Michael Shannon. I was <laughs> like, what the hell? Michael <laughs> Shannon going mental over Red Thanks, Mania. Phil. You're amazing. <laughs> I didn't notice that. that was. Uh, WrestleMania. It was one of his first roles. I was like looking at the cast list after it. And I was like, that's Michael fucking Shannon. It's Fred the Groom, is how he's, uh, it's how he's credited. I love you, you noticed know him. I watched the original the other day and was like, that wee ginger guy looks like Seth Green. Seth Green. And it took me ages till I eventually looked up. And it was Seth Green. Seth Green. a wee guy. Yeah, I like Seth Green. But was this one? So they are. The original one. Uh, the original one. Oh, right. Yeah. It's just him there. That was that's Seth, Seth Green's a good guy. Um, but then when I thought it was mental, then like, well, not really. He's an actor in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to, I want to get into it in the context of um, Harold Ramis's career and Bill Murray's career. I want to go to Ramis first. He was known as not only a director but a writer and an actor. He co-wrote this film. And he also co-wrote both of the Ghostbusters films and starred in them as Egon. Uh, so basically the main character of Ghostbusters. His other movies include Caddyshack, National Lampoon's Vacation. Um, and his last movie before his death was uh, Year One, which was quite terrible. Like, Have any of you seen any of his other movies? Oh, that was Jack Black, wasn't it? Year I, yeah. No, I haven't seen any of them apart from Downtown Day now, So I've seen the National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah, did you like it? Maybe it was Animal House. Yeah, mm-hmm. John Belushi's on it. Oh, good. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> That's all I've got to say in that. Like, so look at it. It's really funny. <laughs> I, think, I don't know I if it's I him actually, the guy. Ghostbusters. That you're talking about that does a really funny bit. Who? But I'm not. I'm not even going to say it because I can't really remember it that much. I don't know. But like, uh, you'd you'd probably quite like it. It's funny. No, I think you'd hate Ghostbusters and Jack. Uh, You've never seen Ghostbusters? I only no. say that because I don't like Ghostbusters that much. I think I, I would like it. it. Yeah. It's good. If you can get over the special effects, it's good. I think it's not even it's not even the special effects that get me. It's just boring and all. But that's like... Oh, that's a lot. I didn't mind this movie, right? Didn't mind it at all. Thought it was decent, right? Mm-hmm. But that's two of his movies I've watched now. And both times I've wanted to turn it off after the first 25 minutes. I think they just take too long to get going. Like, I think that's the problem for me. Like, fair enough when we get to like the main parts of Ghostbusters where you get the wee fucking green monster coming up. And then this one where the time loop starts happening. Everything's hunky dory. But the first 25 minutes and both, I've just been like, nah, can I deal with it? You know? Anyone disagree with me on that? No, I, I, kind of, I kind of agree. I- I've not seen that many movies. Yeah. I didn't even really know what it was about because I, I hadn't read anything about it. So mm-hmm. um, it started off obviously with him just as a weatherman and that. And I thought the tune for that was class. Like, see that weatherman song when he's like driving <laughs> through the hills and that? I was like, oh, what a fucking jam that is. Well, the weatherman um, songs are always good, man. Like, you can't be a good weatherman song. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Um, see, the first time his alarm went, I was like, oh, I love Sunny and and then by the end, I was like, this song needs to stop. Uh, it needs to for just... me, I just prefer the UB40 version, so I was... I just think it's beating. It's driving me insane. Oh, that? oh that's going to be stopping in a minute. Don't worry. Right, anyway, on you go. I just prefer the UB40 version of I Got You, Babe. Do you? Aye, definitely. Well, you know that that's a wrong opinion, don't you? <laughs> that's a... I don't mean how long you're Correct opinion. <laughs> That, what's, what's the worst him. cover version of a what's the worst cover version of a song ever? Probably you singing Aerosmith. Wow. <laughs> probably. Um, what's a burn? Love it. I don't know. Probably. I heard the other day a techno version that smells like Teen Spirit. Probably that. <laughs> that has to be up there, right? The DJ nah, not want to play that. I think it's um. Who was it? I think it's Anastasia and Celine Dion trying to do "You Shoot Me All Night Long." 
by ACDC. Oh, I've got one. Did you see <laughs> the other day? Did you see the other day? Westlife done eight years ago. Done, don't you? By Pussycat Dolls. That was bad. <laughs> don't you wish your boyfriend? And the other it's one, terrible man. The other one people go back to is uh, Britney Spears. I love rock and roll. As well. And that's a masterpiece. <laughs> we're going to talk about it in the context of Bill Murray's career now um, sort of mixed opinions on Bill Murray in the panel I think he's been decent everything I've seen him in his other movies include Caddyshack obviously the Ghostbusters movies we've discussed before Scrooged, Scrooged which is getting a remake with Kevin Hart um, in the next couple of years sort of most famous movie um, from the early 2000s was Lost in Translation, which he won the Golden Globe for, the BAFTA for, he got the Oscar nomination for that as well. Um, and also, I remember a couple of years ago, he was in St. Vincent with Melissa McCartney that also got him um, some Oscar buzz. And of course, he was in Zombieland as well, and that famous cameo that Nicky's bringing up. What's your thoughts on Bill Murray, guys? All right. All right. See, he's a good golfer. <laughs> well, that's what my opinion is. What about his acting? That's <laughs> alright. No, his good, but I haven't seen any. As I said, like I hadn't really seen him in anything. But anytime yeah. I've seen him, I can't. There is something that I have seen him that you've not mentioned. it I don't think. Yeah. Um, but I remember just being like, Charlie's Angels. Can he stand this guy? I don't know what it is about him. Yeah. Um, have you heard about him on the set of Charlie's Angels? He just look, actually, he looks like story. he looks like Tom Hanks if somebody had just kicked fuck out of Tom Hanks's face. <laughs> If he'd stuck his head in a beehive. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If Tom Hanks was a melted well, <laughs> he would look like... <laughs> oh, that Tom is... Hanks had just crawled out of Chernobyl. But the reason Tom like... Hanks is a melted welly, but I don't worry. From all accounts, he seems like a nice guy. Like, he shows up at parties and stuff, but he did do... There's a story from the Charlie's Angels set, the one from the early 2000s, the McGee version, and apparently he went up to... Uh, the three lead actresses who play the angels they pointed at Drew Barrymore and was like you can act pointed at Cameron Diaz and was like you're alright and then pointed at Lucy Liu and said you're just shit like <laughs> 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 and apparently uh, she refused to work with him again so that's how he got sacked from the second movie fun fact there yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know I, 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 I think he's alright Lost in Translation I think is an absolute I just think he's one of that wee group of like American actors that are actually comedians like, he was on Saturday Night Live originally, like, Will Ferrell's like that. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Fallon, I know he's not an actor, but he's like that. Like, they all were just on Saturday Night Live, then become, like, Eddie Murphy's probably, like, the biggest one. Uh, yeah, but they're become all... massive. But that makes them good actors, because I think a, a career in comedy sets you up. You know what I mean? How to do, like, sketch comedy. Yeah, to be a better actor, though, because it's harder to do. Um, it's harder to do uh, comedy than it you should is watch, to do um, dramatic comed- acting. You should watch Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Will Ferrell he talks about that and yeah. he said he went from like doing Saturday Night Live and he was like then you need to do movies and he said you need to go to focus groups he's mm-hmm. like you're there and somebody's going so did you like when Will wore the funny hat and people are like no I didn't like it I didn't like when Will wore the funny hat he's like you have to hear people saying like I usually don't like Will Ferrell but here he was okay <laughs> he said it's just horrible <laughs> I like that that's funny um, apparently also he's ruffled an R for you Ferrell's looking it up apparently he has beef with Scarlett Johansson from the set um, of Lost in Translation. Apparently him and Richard Dreyfuss uh, don't get along now. Dan Aykroyd as well said that Murray's famous for these mood swings. So, Tell you he's an yeah. arsehole. I, I love you. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, but he's apparently a guitarist as well. He played on stage with Eric Clapton. So what do you know? You know? Slow hand himself. Bill, Bill Murray, ladies and gentlemen. He's the sort of guy I could see just showing up in a Family Guy episode. You know, one day playing himself. I don't know what it is about him, but just, I just uh, get oh, that. That's what he can aspire to. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's what One day you could guest on Family Guy. <laughs> One day it could be you. <laughs> See, if you guest on South Park, that's an achievement, because they don't let anyone guest on. Who, you say that, but you're going to tell me who's guest starred in the past now, aren't There's you? There's a couple. Who? Robert Smith from The Cure was on it. That's playing himself. That's a weird and, one. Um, oh, what's his name again? Oh, Clooney. He played Stan's cat. George Clooney's a good one, though. So he just meows. <laughs> really? <laughs> he, like, basically, he basically begged them to let him on it. Because like, he was in the yeah, movie. You can be the cat. He was in the movie as the doctor as well. I, I think so. I, I... At first they were just like, yeah, dude, you can meow. That's class, <laughs> Apart from that, they do like all the voices just so they can slag everyone. Yeah. Right. Well, fair play. We've talked about Family Guy before. Like, yeah, and if... yeah. oh, fuck. Aye, you're right. Aye. <laughs> right you are, Nicky, right you are. Well, yes, again. guys, we're going to wrap up the part one just now. I'm going to come to Jack. This was your movie this week. You suggested Groundhog Day. Uh, final thoughts and give me a wee score out of 10. Aye, um, 
I quite liked it. I was surprised by it. I thought it was going to. It was funnier than I thought it was going to be. Um, I do actually like the concept as well as I, as I touched on at the start. Um, I think it's quite an interesting concept, and I think you can do a lot of things with that concept, not just as a comedy, but there could be a, a better drama uh, surrounding a similar idea about a time loop. Yeah, um, like a sort of purgatory sort of idea. Yeah, um, I think that would be quite interesting, actually, if something like that came up. But um, I think my score would be probably 7.5. So that's a fair one. Um, Nicky? Um, five. Cool. Alright, yeah, I'll give it a seven. I was sort of middle of the road with it. There was things I did like, things I didn't like. I like I, I get that. I get that she was a big thing in the nineties, right? But um, Andy McDowell just did not do it for me in this movie. I thought she was dreadful. Like I thought she was shit. Yeah, I, so, I mean, I think she's good to look at, but uh, her character was was wasted. I think. Um, aye, the, the scenes with the two of them just completely <laughs> good to look at. And I'm <laughs> terrible. Jack's Jack's a nineties film producer. Like, <laughs> he's done that this persona. Aye, she's good to look at. It doesn't matter. No, but I mean, <laughs> it, to, to try and uh, salvage something for that comment. Um, <laughs> what, <laughs> what I mean is, she. Um, yeah, I, I act and let her down, I think. And this, particularly, as you said, the scenes between the two of them, um, like it felt like fucking father and daughter or something because he Aye, just seemed so old compared to Aye. her. And she was like a pure Christian in it as well. And the fact that he was kind of being forceful, the fact that he's got this day to live every single day and he was still mm-hmm. like, oh, it needs to be tonight. And, all that. Yeah. and I was like, nah, mate. Doesn't yeah, that bit was weird. I was like, nah, nah, just let it go, Bill, mate, just let it go, or Phil, whatever you're talking about. Funnily enough, there's only seven years between them. I just looked up the age difference there, but it looks like he's had a tough paper round. Nah, he survived Chernobyl, obviously, so. (laughs) (laughs) Survived the the fucking bees. Well, anyway, part two, we'll be back. We're going to be talking Black Mirror, the trailers for Onwards and Ford versus Ferrari. And obviously, we're going to be talking about Batman, Robert Pattinson's in, who would be cast as a villain. You can check us out in part two. All right, guys, we are back for part two. Don't forget, you can check out our entire back catalogue um, on Spotify, iTunes, and all the other good podcasting sites, as well um, as our other channels, Full-Time Football and First-Time Thrones, for now. Um, and we've also got, don't forget, we've also got the First-Time Films blog, uh, which is up and running. We've got a new article on there in Bohemian Rhapsody, and we also will have a new top ten list going up this week, um, which is about our top ten villains of all time, all of our former panellists have contributed to the list as well as we have. Guys, is there anyone you think should have been on the list who wasn't on the list? Are you annoyed about anyone in particular? No. No? No. <laughs> Not Fairy Godmother from Shrek 2, who Nicky was uh, one of the only oh, yeah. people we have on his list. <laughs> Absolute powerhouse performance of I Need a Hero back in the day. You know? <laughs> do, you, do you remember that DVD extra, though, where it was like all the characters doing performances? And it was Simon no, Cowell. Really? Like, there was a DVD extra in Shrek 2. It was called uh, Far, Far Away Idol. And it was like 10 performances like all from the characters doing songs. Like Puss in Boots did Livy the Locker from Ricky Martin. But Simon Cowell starred on it as himself. as like the judge like just saying nasty things to them as he does. You know? It was quite good. good nasty stuff. Was he animated? Nah. Though? Yeah, he was animated. I know. Yeah, it was crazy. It was mental. Anyway, we're, we're back. Um, Black Mirror came back. This week, to much critical acclaim, as I can see, uh, three new episodes um, came out. Everyone seems to be loving it. So we wanted to get into a Black Mirror <coughs> discussion overall. What are your thoughts on this season, if you've watched it so far, and what are your favourite episodes of all time? But before we do that, this is obviously that's a piece of television news. It's called First Time Films. doesn't seem to fit in here. Um, but, Jack, there will be a new home for any television news that breaks in the in the future or do you want to tell us about that? I certainly will David am I right am I right get on I there is um, we're hoping to start up a new a new channel called um, First Time TV so FTTV um, and that's basically it you can kind of just uh, engage your own thoughts on that I think it's pretty self-explanatory but yeah, that's, uh, that's the announcement, folks. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> um, First time if, TV coming. If you've already to subscribed that. to the Thrones um, feeds and social media, we will be changing that over. So it will be, all be in the same place. Uh, First time Thrones, the episodes will still be there, but they'll be branded under FTTV and it'll be like Game of Thrones episode eight and stuff like that. Um, just so we can keep it all in the one place. Um, 
for a sort of housekeeping point of view. All right, good housekeeping. That's yeah, it. yeah, cool. So, Jack, Black Mirror, what's your Black Mirror? Uh, what's your history to... with it? No, uh, I've missed a few of the episodes in the first couple of seasons, uh, mm. but I would say I've I've watched the majority of them. Yeah. Um, I only kind of jumped on the bandwagon from the last season. Uh, season was it four? I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Aye. So I just wired into that, um, and I've yeah I've managed to catch the last three episodes as well. Just um, the other day, so up to date with it. But uh, there's a few that I need to go back and and mm-hmm. catch up on because I've missed them. What um, was your favourite one from the new season? Probably striking vipers, I think actually. That was an uh, interesting one. Yeah, I thought that was for me. The Miley Cyrus one was just a wee bit. It was it was quite intense towards the end, but um, it's just not something I can relate to. If that makes sense, like it wasn't my favourite in that sense. Uh, I was waiting for it to get darker. Yeah, same. Than it did, and I that, loved it. I did no, I, I liked it. I but still I enjoyed liked, it. I it was just too. It was clearly like the San Junipero of this season. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Like Don't compare the, it to that. It was the nice one, you know what I mean? Fucking well, brilliant. Well, that's your favourite episode of all time, isn't it? Uh, See, that's I, what I've remember seen. I said before, I used to I used to just avoid it. Uh-huh. So I was like, everyone just loves this. Like, I'm not going to like it, or I can't be bored with it. Then I watched it last week, and it just blew me away. It's amazing. Mm. It's just everyone about it's perfect. Ah, it's one of those ones that lives up to the hype. Like, you only watched it because Lemmy tweeted about it. No, I did, and I thought, I'll just give it a go then. Yeah, because Lemmy was tweeting about... Um, Heaven is a place on earth or something. Aye. Jack, yeah, so, exactly how much it affects you. Aye, Striking Vipers. Um, Jack, I agree with you. Probably my favourite episode of the season. It yeah. was it's a pure strange one, but like, I don't like... The ending to me didn't feel realistic. You know what I mean? It's one of those ones yeah. where I'm watching it and I'm like, the wife wouldn't have been as cool with that as she is. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, because she did say that she was tempted to do that as well, so I think maybe she just understood. But it's a completely different thing, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah. she said that she was tempted because of the, the lack of attention that he was giving her. Mm-hmm. So you can understand her point. But then, is it, like, is it actually gay, that he, what he's doing? I don't think it is. Like, it, I th- And I thought it was going to be more... I thought mm. there was going to be more of an explanation for when they enter this world, obviously this game world, that mm-hmm. they, they pick up personality traits and they pick up things from the characters. So maybe mm-hmm. in the actual game, even though there's not a storyline to the game, like these characters are in love. So yeah. when they go to fight, you know, this is the, the overwhelming feeling they get isn't to fight, it's to fuck. <laughs> so, but the, the, the thing is though, like, I don't think it's just to do with the character because like, he yeah, was saying not, like, yeah, he, he fucked his other people with that character, you yeah. know, the same characters, and then he fucked the polar bear, no? Yeah. Uh, which was, I thought was pretty funny. Because <laughs> that was, I don't oh, know that why that, I, I don't know why that was my first thought. Like, <laughs> when that all started happening, I remember the polar bear on like, the screen. I was like, I wonder if he's going to do it with the polar bear. <laughs> like, oh, I, like, uh, I like, No, when I seen it, when I thought that, I was like, it's Black Mirror, of course, like, yeah. the polar bear will be involved. Uh, and it's it's weird that like because obviously you feel every sensation, so he's feeling a female orgasm as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, is that that's probably an addiction then more than anything else? You know what I mean? Because that's somebody what, can only get in this virtual reality thing. And that's what I'm saying. That's where like, is it gay yeah. as well? Is it actually? I don't know. Like, I've been the sensation about it. that he's getting is just pure pleasure from a female's perspective. Um, it's not necessarily like he's having. Like he's not he's not having homosexual sex and, and enjoying it, if that makes sense. Like he's well, not, you, I, do you know what I mean? Well, you it reminds believe. me of um Charlie Brooker's like take a couple of ideas for some people, like mm. the doctor one in Black Museum was something Carol Pilkington had said. And see yeah. this one, he's been on the podcast, it's Richard Terry, a comedian like does this podcast and Charlie Brooker's been on it. Yeah. And he asks emergency questions and one of the emergency it's like if the conversation's dying, he'll say, like, Have you ever tried to suck your own dick? And he'll just it's just random questions and one of them is if as having if sex toys get so advanced that it's like whatever it's called, fuck those. He's like, is that cheating? And then people obviously debate it. So I think that's what it is because he's mm. saying like it's not people's fault how much the thing advances, but is it still cheating? And then yeah, it's obviously yeah. like when it becomes more personal, it can be. I, I mean, think the, the I think it's a personal connection thing. So I don't even know if it matters whether they're... I think it's the same argument you're making, Jack. I don't think it matters whether it's two guys or not. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's just their sort of... 
I don't know, attracted to, I don't want to say movement, you know what I mean? It's but like, when they're in the game, it's almost like a personality thing, you know what I mean? Rather than it is like, it's like the perfect match of an attractive, the bodies are attracted to each other, yeah, and exactly. then it's like the closeness of personality. So it's like when you add those two things together, like it's almost like the perfect sort of mixed combination thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, it's quite a difficult one to work out. That's what it's left me sort of thinking about it for days. I've been like, like, I, don't I can't know. even remember because that was the first one I watched out of the three of them, and, uh, and it was a few mm-hmm. days ago now. See at the end when they like they met up to obviously fight, yeah, uh, for real sort of thing. Did they come away from that like knowing whether they were lying by saying they didn't feel anything, or whether? No, I, I think that's deliberately ambiguous as well. Like his, I do like, think they were lying. So they were lying. You think? Yeah. I think they were. It didn't say whether they were, but I do think. I'd I, I'd lean towards the opposite. I'd lean towards was, that we're both yeah. telling the truth. Same. But then I think it's better that we don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it leaves feel, open I all do feel, possibilities. I do feel that, that um, I think that they weren't actually gay for each other. They obviously both felt a gap in their, their relationship from, on, on both sides. Um, mm-hmm. And they hadn't seen each other for a while. So they obviously missed that comfort that they had in each other. And they obviously that's why the scene like showed how, at the start. Sorry. No, I, but like I think it showed you how... Sorry, you go. No, you go first, you go first. Sorry. I like to show you how two different, like, completely different relationships or completely different ways of living can still be boring to people. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's really bored of being married and the other one's really bored of just going with random girls. Right. Yeah. But it was two, like, the complete opposite of personal lives. Hmm. But they're still kind of looking for the same thing. The strange. Like passion, basically. Yeah. I, think this is, I think this is why it's the best episode of the season because I watched... Uh, I can't remember what the name of it, the Ashley 2 episode, and I liked it, but I wasn't coming away from it asking, oh, that was a pure mindfuck, or there was any pure philosophical questions to come away from it with, because the fact that the doll, is the doll actually hurt or not, like, how fully is it? I've not watched hurt, that one yet. Hurt, like, right, okay, well. I thought you had. I wouldn't say no, too I've much more. No, I've watched that one and the kidnapped one. I've, I've watched, um, I've watched Striking Vipers and Ashley 2 one, I haven't watched the kidnapping one yet. Oh, um, okay. That's well, the one I'm still to watch. Smithereen's actually quite good. Uh, Jeff, I don't know what you thought, Nicky. Did you quite like it? Yeah, I quite liked it. It was, yeah. um, it was quite... This is going to sound like I'm saying it was rubbish. It was quite kind of nothing for Black Mirror. I like, was about to say, like, I... Really weird, I think. It had the, one of the weakest endings of a Black Mirror. Like, it, it had it had a great episode all the way through, but it had one of the weakest endings for me. I thought yeah. they, could, they could have done something a little bit different with that. Um, but for the most part, the, the episode was pretty spot on, and I thought the actor who plays the kidnapper in it was class. I thought it was probably the most like a movie, like yeah, with just the, the, the way the plot was and stuff like that, right. and jumping about from place to place. Right, like, exactly. Aye. It was pretty good. Um, yeah. Well, I I think that's a really good episode. The other episodes from past seasons I wanted to touch on. San Junipero was obviously one. Amazing. Um, so that's good, that go one. I, I've not seen that one. I'm ready to go oh, back. Oh, mate, watch, watch it. It's unbelievable. It's Lim- easily... Said the, about the, it when you, just, like, I'm not even going to tell you that because the song's at the end. Uh, well, yeah, it's easily the most um, emotionally invested in Black Mirror episodes, I think. Yeah, you know definitely. It's mean? it um, good Other one I like is White Bear. That's another one I've not seen. Black Museum. White Bear... Black Museum's good, but I like... It's the same with White Christmas. I like those sort of three-part... Uh, different story episodes Aye. they do because you obviously don't get more bang for your buck. <laughs> um, but as a as a standalone story, I think uh, I think White Bear's really really strong. And if you uh, the less you know about White Bear going into it, the better it's going to be for you. Because unfortunately, before I watched it, the ending had been spoiled for me. So I would watch White Bear without don't Google it or anything before you do it because it's sort of one of those ones that hinges exclusively on its ending, sort of, uh, sort of thing, uh, you know. So, we'll leave it there. Black Mirror's back. Go and check it out. Uh, we've got two trailers to talk about. The first one um, is Onwards uh, from Disney. Um, has everyone had a chance to check this uh, one out? That looks brilliant. Uh, yeah, it's pretty so, good, actually. Yeah. Aye, right, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it. Talking about Onwards. Yeah, um, it's coming out from um, Pixar. It's the next Pixar movie. Um, it's set in a suburban fantasy world um, with two elf brothers who embark on a quest to discover if there's still magic left out there. It's quite... I like how it's been sort of vague what the story is, like, even with the trailer. We don't really get... We know they're going out on a quest uh, somewhere, but we don't actually know, like, what 
that quest is, you know, you know what it entails. Um, for me, the talent involved um, is more what I like about it. Tom Holland, I think, can do no wrong right now. He's clearly yeah. the, the biggest up-and-coming star on the planet. His um, Uncharted movie has got a release date for 2020. Now, Chris Pratt, Pratt has been the biggest star for years, and any Seinfeld fans out there, Julia Lee's Dreyfus has got Brilliant. a role in this one as well. So it's just, it's an all-star cast. It's absolutely, it looks fun. Do you know what interests me about it though is the sort of Monsters Inc. idea where like that's all normal to them? Yeah, you know I, like I mean that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. But it's like I the unicorns or oh, fuck the unicorns, they're just like <laughs> Yeah, like they don't make stuff. a point of it. Like I hate when things do that. Like see like Ready Player One, even though I liked it. But it was like Mecha yeah. Godzilla comes out and they're like, Oh my god, it's Mecha Godzilla and they're like, I can see that. I, I, yeah. I know that's what it is. But Aye, I like when it's just to... normal. Mm-hmm. Aye. I think the reason I'm going to hit back on you in that one, though. I think it was because it was such a big power-up in the game, though. Mechagodzilla, it oh, wasn't a thing. but they've done it loads thing. of things. They pointed out... Well, that was just my example. They pointed out loads of different things. Or, like, what games were from, or, like, pointing out Pong and stuff like that. Just, like... Because like, it's meant wow, to be... It's my yeah. thing that's the problem with Big Bang Theory as well, that it's meant to be for geeks, but then they need to explain everything. I get what you mean. Yeah. So you're saying, like, that's what you like about the one more trailer. It yeah. trying to explain So, like, see the example too. I remember reading the Big Bang Theory is that they'll say, like, Instead of saying, like, it's as cold as Hoth, they'll say, it's as cold as the ice planet Hoth from Star Wars. So you're like, I know, I know that. <laughs> Just say Hoth, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I know what fucking Hoth is. Um, so, aye, Onwards looks great. Pixar can, I think Pixar, if I'm, I'm going to say they've had, how many bad movies have Pixar had? I'd say, I'm not a fan of most of the Cars movies, not a fan of The Good Dinosaur. But then either. the Cars, like... Just because you're not a fan of them, you've got to remember that Cars actually was massively popular and the merchandise and that the first... made, like, made uh, money. So I think Cars I was know. a real hit for the majority of people. I think we were just a for bit me... late as well. It was older. It was, uh, yeah. I bet we for were... me, the most Pixar movies you can get something from, there's always like it's a strong enough story. You know what I mean? That for me, cut like it was the good dinosaur more than the rest of them, to be honest. Just felt like a ripoff of everything that come before, um, I think. To, like I'm being unfair in cars, I'm constantly picking cars. You do, I? Oh, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I, hate, I hate Owen Wilson. Like that's like I actually yeah. hate Owen Wilson. I think yeah. I think that's just yeah. that annoys me about it. <laughs> um, onto our next trailer, the trailer for Ford versus Ferrari came out. Um, it's actually not going to be called that in the UK. In the UK, it's going to be called Le Mans '66. Um, I don't know why. I hate when they change the title. Like when it's America, or when it's the UK. Like it makes no sense to me. Just call it Ford versus Ferrari. Ah, actually, like the second name you called it, like the Le Mans yeah, 66. That's the name of the tournament, is it not? Like the Grand Prix. Uh, it's the name. Of, uh, it's the name of the tournament. But like, it's going to be called everywhere else. Ford versus. Ferrari. No, I, I get. I so get what your your argument is that why well, call it two yeah. names, but I think the latter of the two is better. It was the same with <clears throat> Zootopia and Zootropolis. That really irked me because we're going to come on here. We're going to be like talking about Le Mans 66. We got a wee American guy mailing us like, oh, it's called Ford versus Ferrari, mate. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, don't need that bullshit. Uh, uh, what did you guys make? In fact, Nicky, you didn't watch the trailer. Jack, what did, no. you, <laughs> what did you make of the trailer? Aye, again, it's quite, it looks quite good. Uh, I hate cars, like, no, the movie cars. I actually quite like the movie cars. <laughs> I cars I only like, <laughs> I only like animated cars, obviously. I'm not a yeah. car guy at all, so the, 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 the fucking technical stuff that's going to be in the movie... I can take a leave, but I really yeah. like Christian Bale. And yeah, yeah and partial Damon. to a bit of Matt Damon, I know he's alright. Matt Damon's class, man. Matt Damon. I love, I love Matt Damon. I love Christian Bale and all, but Matt Damon is just fucking. I like Christian Bale better like. when he's British in movies, so I'm glad that he's British. Yeah, <laughs> when it's a more sort of natural accent, yeah. although his natural accent is really fucked up. His natural accent is pretty. Yeah, he's not one anymore. Aye. Welsh-American. Like, it it's, it's Welsh, but it's like, yeah, it's completely warped Welsh at this point. Um, I'm excited because it's directed. It's the first movie James Mangold's done since Logan. So uh, for him to come and do something like this, which is completely different to Logan, is like really exciting to me. I like when directors like don't like to stay in the sort of same uh, area. Because he could have... Because he did... Um, I thought he did an hour western before Logan, and like part of me was thinking, right, he's just going to do go back and do an hour western style movie after Logan's done. But this is something completely different, and off the rails, and I like it. And I know you're saying you're not like a fan of like cars and stuff about motor racing and stuff like that, but how long has it been since we've got like an actual like movie 
about like racing and stuff like that. Or I can't remember the last time he got a serious movie about like Senna. car racing and stuff. What? Senna. Aye, that's probably the last one I can think of. And that was what? That's probably like eight years ago now. Something mm-hmm. like that. Aye, so that's ages ago. And also I'm excited because um, this is probably going to be our first major Oscar contender of the year. Oh, so that's going to be that's going to be excited. Award season is, for lack of a better term, right. revving up. <laughs> We're on the road to the Academy <laughs> Awards with Ford versus Ferrari. Yes, I can't wait. <laughs> <It's gonna be laughs> Matt Damon uh, is Matt Damon winning? Or, in fact, well, he's won an Oscar for writing, but Christian Bale, Matt Damon, probably got to be heavily tipped to be nominated again this year for this one. Um, that, you don't get two stars like that and put them in their head. Right, I've already said that. I don't know much about cars, not right. This was going to might come across a stupid question, but see the character that Matt Damon plays. Something Shelby's mm-hmm. name is right, Mister Shelby. Almost Carol Shelby. Yeah, Carol Shelby. Is that what the the Ford Shelby's named after? Is that the Ford car that he makes? I take it. Because yeah, damn me, I don't like cars either. Because there's a Ford Shelby. There's a car called the Ford Shelby. Yes, I'm. So I I'm going to guess it must be, but I can't. I can't look through. Uh, <laughs> I can't look through his Wikipedia quick enough right now. And you were doing that, so you a bit quiet. <laughs> Jack, I'm going to go out on a limb and see. Uh, I, I mean, right. I would, it sounds like a yeah. stupid question, but you know that way it yeah. might have been a different car that was named after him later on. You know. Yeah, I mean? well, he's, st- he's still alive uh, as well. Um, he's best known for his involvement with the AC Cobra and Mustang uh, for the Ford Company, um, later known as Shelby Mustangs. Oh, there you class. go. Yeah. Yeah, so you're right. Hi, Mr. Shelby, what a guy. Sounds like a right laugh. Anyway, last story Last story of the day. Robert Pattinson has been officially cast as Batman and Matt Reeves taking the character, which went to come out in the next couple of years. Matt Reeves was obviously most famous for the Planet of the Apes franchise before he was given the Batman job. Um, so excited to be Robert Pattinson, good actor. Um, it was going to be him or Nicholas Holt. Personally, I think Robert Pattinson is better for the role, so I'm not too angry about it. But the exercise we're going to do today is we obviously, we're not going to touch the Joker because we've got two versions of the Joker floating about the now, so we don't need any more sort of to focus on. But we're going to do a bit of fan casting in here. We might put some polls out on Twitter for people to uh, decide the winner um, of these. But we're going to start with casting Catwoman uh, for this new Robert Pattinson uh, Batman Universe. Jack, I'm going to come to you first for your pick. Uh, I'm going to say Lily Collins, just because nice. I like her. Uh, and she's doing a lot. No, no. <laughs> she's up She's up too much. So I think, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Mate, and she's nice it's fine. I've, <laughs> so. I've, got the ent- I've basically got the entire Baby Driver cast. <laughs> so I'm glad you picked Lily Collins, because that's the Oh, no, wait. Who am I? F- I'm thinking of Lily James. You're thinking of Lily Collins. Never mind. I'm thinking of Lily Aye. Collins, but Lily James would be just as equally as good, don't you? Yeah. Aye. Well, Lily Collins is in um, the Ted Bundy movie, yeah, isn't she? With Zach yeah. Efron. Aye. Was she good in that? Did you get the chance to yeah, watch I've it? Yeah, I've seen it. I loved it in it, actually. Uh, yeah, I she was brilliant, and that's I think, well, like, that's when I found yeah. my real attraction for her. So nice, I'm glad. So she's good to look at. So uh, I <laughs> so that's that's the only thing in Jack Higgins' producer checklist is <laughs> fucking. Well, she's going to be Catwoman, so she has to be good to look at. I've got someone who's good, to, uh, who's good looking, but also um, when she was in Baby Driver, every time she was on, look up, let on the screen. Uh, Isaac Gonzalez, um, who was in ba- that movie. Um, John Hamm's girlfriend and Baby Driver yeah. uh, I think she would be absolutely fantastic she's the type of actress I think is made for the role of Catwoman um, sort of like funny good uh, character would have good charisma opposite Robert Pattinson I think good so to look at I go good to life obviously Jack sell the Halloween costume <laughs> <laughs> Mickey what you think uh, Rebel Wilson <laughs> <laughs> That'd be class. I'd actually love that. That's That'd my pick. What do you think? Do you think she could do her own stunts? Oh, absolutely. She can do whatever she wants. <laughs> Bounce off. Yeah, <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, Jack. On, that's, that's a shame. She's good to look at. She's good to look at. <laughs> this is Jesus Christ. <laughs> we're getting taken off the air. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we're going to put that to a poll. It'll be um, Lily Collins versus Isaac Gonzalez versus... <laughs> Fucking fat Amy. Uh, the next character we wanted to cast was the Riddler, 
we're going to go to the Riddler next. Obviously, the last time we saw the Riddler was in Batman um, Forever, the Jim Carrey version in that movie. Jack, who would you go oh, for? Oh, me second, because I'm still thinking of a, a Riddler. Okay, well, I'm going to cast... I was thinking of casting um, David Tennant, who played the Purple Man in the Jessica Jones season one. However, I'm actually going to go for the guy who just got passed over. Uh, for the role of Batman, I'm going to go for a younger Riddler. I'm going to go for Nicholas Holt. I think he's a fantastic actor. Um, I think X-Men Dark Phoenix was a complete and utter fucking mess. Um, but I think he did show in that movie that he can uh, put forward a darker side to his persona. Um, so I'm going to go with Nicholas Holt. Nicky, have you got a Riddler in mind? Uh, no. Um, no? Winston for still game. Go down to the wee buggy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, go on. I love it. He operates at a fin port. That'd be class. Can't think of one, Jack, so you're throwing stuff about. Uh, the place. I was actually playing a DVD to how you like. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'd go with John Hamm, actually. I think John Hamm would be class the Riddler. John Hamm is the Riddler. Right, right well, we're going to go into Two Face then. I'm going to give my pick as John Hamm. <laughs> John what Hamm a surprise. <laughs> I think John Hamm, like, he'd be good as the Riddler, but I think the Riddler's got to be more of a sort of weedy, wee nerdy guy. Well, if you're, if it's two faces, meant to be sort of good looking, he's meant to be sort of intimidating and charismatic uh, in that John way. John Hamm's good to look so, at, so John Hamm is great to look <laughs> at, and also John Hamm and Isaac Gonzalez back in my screen together, please. That is that That's is what the you're, you're wanting. Oh, that'd be absolutely fantastic. I, I think John Hamm, I think John Hamm's fantastic. Everything he does. I watched a movie he was in the other day um, with Jeremy Renner called Tag which is actually really funny. Like, I'd definitely check it out if you've not seen it. Um, John Hamm can do no wrong in my eyes. I go with John Hamm. Uh, Nicky, you got a pick for Two-Face? Uh, Nick Frost. Nick Frost? Yep. <laughs> Nick Frost. What, 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 what movie in Nick Frost's back catalogue do you think makes him suitable for this part? None of them. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, who are you going for Two-Face? Uh... Oh, I had one in mind there actually. Uh, ah, Michael Fassbender, I think would be alright actually. Fassbender. That's not. That's not a bad one actually. Yeah, I, I like. F- it looks good in a suit. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, being a super villain before with Magneto, yeah. so he's got that super villain experience. Do you think they say that in the CV for these things? Like, I have to have two years super villain experience to apply for this. I don't part. think they do. But I don't think Nick Frost <laughs> is getting the part anytime soon either. So. <laughs> fair enough. That's absolutely fair enough. Uh, the last one. In fact, we'll do a couple more. Uh, the Penguin. Oh, no. um, Penguins. Where are we going with the penguins? <laughs> Just get the I'm skinniest winning... guy you can think of. <laughs> I'm going to go um... for the penguins. Well, we can put on a fat suit. Like, Stephen Merchant. Go... <laughs> do you know what? That's not the worst shout you've given all day. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go Andy Serkis for the penguins. I think Andy Serkis would make a fantastic oh, penguin. Yeah. Yeah. Who are you going to go for? Who are you going to uh, go for? I'm going to go with... Just having a wee look here at some of the... Some of the nearby DVDs. <laughs> I'm going to change my shout actually to Chris Hemsworth. Because he can wear a fat suit? <laughs> no, no, just as he is. Just because. Ripped as fuck. Just as he is, yeah. Uh, Class. I'm going to go with. Oh, who's this guy? Yeah. I'm going to go with. Uh, what, what, what movie is it? Oh, wait. There's, oh, no, never mind. No. Jack, just pick something. No, mate. No, it means a lot to me, mate. Hold it means up. a lot to me. So up, wait, looking through all these collections of DVDs, man. Uh, oh, no, I'm going to go with... What is uh, going I'm going to go with him. What's his, what's his name? Fucking... Uh, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Kevin Kevin James? No. Is it Kevin James? Ah, uh, it's Kevin James. Ah, Kevin James, fuck Kevin James. Is that his name? I fucking hate Kevin James. He's a fucking dick. Right, well, I won't choose uh, Kevin James, then. No, you can choose James. I wanted to move on to the last one. Apparently, the rumours are that Robin, um, an older Robin, is going to be involved in this movie, Dick Grayson, um, before he becomes Nightwing. Um, wanted to see who you would cast as Robin. I'm going to go with Timothy Chalamet for the same reason as Tom Holland's getting cast in everything right now. It's the hot, hot property on the walk. So Timothy Chalamet is my pick. Anyone else got anything? Uh, um... Jesus Christ! Uh, I really want to see that. (laughs) Michael Caine just running after him. That's it. Across the rooftops. Jack, you got anyone? 
No, I don't actually. Um, I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind seeing um, the guy who plays Finn in the new Star Wars. Ah, John Boyega. Yeah, I wouldn't John mind Boyega. seeing someone like him. That's not, that's <clears> actually not a bad show. I like that John Boyega. Well, anyway, we'll leave it up to you to decide who's won this intense competition that everyone's put so much effort into. So you better. <laughs> yeah, really and Nicky, Nicky stayed up all night thinking about this. He didn't want to come on today. He was pure mailing me. He's like, mate, I did mate I've, no, I've no slept all night. Like, I can't. Well, <laughs> I mean, get Kevin Bridges as the fucking as Penguin. That'd be class. Kevin Bridges <laughs> would be a great <laughs> actor in anything. I've been trying to convince people of this for no, ages. Kevin Bridges would be great. Kevin Bridges would be my first pick to play Jockstein. <laughs> Kevin Bridges, Kevin Bridges, Kevin Bridges. Be class. Uh, anyway, we're going to finish off there. Um, Next Wonderful. week, uh, Jack, you'll be partying up in Ibiza. Hello. Yeah, well, that looks away today, actually. He's in, where's Luke, actually? Spain. Spain. I, I don't know whereabouts in Spain, so we'll be doing it, swapping over. Um, Jack will be enjoying himself in the sun, uh, and Luke will be back, unfortunately, here with us. Um, what are we talking about next week again? I don't think he's chosen it yet. Has he not? Um, he? No, he did. No? I'm sure he did. We're talking about a remember. movie next week. Um, <laughs> it's, weird, it's, it's, uh, it's just going to be free. free I'm sure Are you sure? Oh well. Aye. So I remember you saying that, then the, then like this one, then that, then Kill Bill, then whatever my choice. Aye, that's fair enough. Then fair enough. Well, anyway, so there's no radio silence. See you next time, folks. Bye. See you after. <laughs> See you after. Bye.